Three in ten of Canadians believe Justin Trudeau is the worst Prime Minister of the last 55 years according to a recent survey. The Greater Essex County District School Board responds to a leaked recording of a teacher berating Muslim students for refusing to attend an LGBTQ Pride Day. Recent warnings from the US Ambassador to Canada indicate that another trade war could be looming. Hello Canada, it's Monday, July 24th, and this is the True North Daily Brief. I'm Cosmin Georgia. And I'm Ili Quentin-Antel. We've got you covered with all the news you need to know. Let's discuss the top stories of the day and the True North exclusives you won't hear anywhere else. A recent survey by Research Co. reveals more Canadians consider Justin Trudeau the worst Prime Minister of the last 55 years than any other Prime Minister. According to the survey, 30% said the current Prime Minister is the worst among recent PMs. Meanwhile, 20% of those surveyed believe that Pierre Trudeau has been the best Prime Minister since 1968. As for former Prime Minister Stephen Harper, despite being considered the worst by 18% of Canadians, 17% considered Harper the best and his popularity is highest in Alberta. In Alberta, Justin Trudeau's disapproval rating reaches 45%. In BC, it's 36%. And in Saskatchewan and Manitoba, it is 36% as well. The survey also included questions about politicians who have served as leader of the official opposition over the past five decades, including former NDP leader Jack Layton and former reform leader Preston Manning. 48% of Canadians believe Layton would have made a very good or good prime minister, while 28% believe the same thing of Manning. So, while 30% of the country is still quite a sizable number. Are you surprised by that figure? Would you have thought it to be more or less, Sully? Well, I think it's important to remember that there have been many prime ministers in the last 55 years. So 30% is actually quite a sizable number, and it is the most of any other prime minister. And, you know, there have been other bad prime ministers in the last 55 years. Um, Harper is second, and while Harper was very popular amongst conservatives, he was also very disliked by the left. However, it's almost only half of, of Trudeau's. Kim Campbell's another one that comes to my mind of a very unpopular prime minister, yet her disapproval here where people she sees the worst, Trudeau is more than four times. So I think while 30% may not be the figure that some people who oppose Justin Trudeau would have liked to see, I think it's still quite significant. And I think it shows that, you know, People are feeling the impacts of his mandates, where things have gotten more expensive, crime has skyrocketed, freedoms are getting breached, and, you know, he's been very divisive. He's been the divide-and-conquer PM, and as a result, he is one of the most unpopular prime ministers of the last 55 years. Yes, you you mentioned division. Um, It also seems like there's a common factor here between Harper and Trudeau, right? Harper here is ranking second, is that they both underwent an economic crisis of sorts, right? They were in charge of the ship, well, in 2008, during the financial crisis under Stephen Harper. And now we have 
these high inflation rates, you know, uh, predictions of a recession coming within the next quarter or the next few quarters this year. So do you think that's a common link here, economic uh, activity uh, that seems to unite uh, how people perceive certain prime ministers? Well, I definitely think that when things aren't going well, people feel it. You don't only feel it in your wallet, you'll feel it on the street when quality of life goes down. And I think that it is common for people to associate that with the leaders in charge. They will say, well, why are there so many jobless people? Why, have I, why am I losing money? Why are there more homeless people on the street? However, people can deal with the crisis in different ways. Harper took very good care of the economy during the 2008 crisis. Trudeau is not taking good care of the economy, just like Trudeau did not take good care of Canada during the pandemic, while some U.S. states like South Dakota that didn't embrace the lockdown Fauci narrative, they actually had surpluses in their economy. Alberta has balanced the budget. So I think while it is true that an economic crisis will have impacts that may affect the likability or dislikability of a politician. I think the way that the politicians impacts that to make sure the economic crisis is not felt in the worst way, I think that too will end up having an impact on how people perceive the leader. The Greater Essex County District School Board has issued a statement in response to one of its teachers being caught on tape berating Muslim students for skipping an LGBTQ Pride Day, saying the incident quote, is being addressed internally. In the audio recording from June exclusively obtained by True North, a Northwood public school teacher tells her class that the Muslim students abstaining from pride was, quote, an incredible show of hatred that was incredibly disgusting to have witnessed. The teacher is also heard condemning the Muslim students for telling her they can't change their religion to have it support LGBTQ lifestyles and that they ought to challenge their parents' beliefs. In a statement to local news outlet Windsor News Today, GECDSB spokesperson Madeline McEcker said the board was made aware of this incident as soon as it occurred in early June 2023, but that it cannot comment on personal matters relating to any staff member. The school board said, quote, Board and Northwood administration immediately addressed all staff, students and community members who were affected to ensure their well-being at that time. The principal has spoken directly with the students involved and distributed the letter to the entire Northwood community. A source provided True North with the June 20 apology letter sent to Northwood families by Principal Dustin O'Neill. He said the teacher's comments were inappropriate. Cosman, I saw in my comments in response to when I posted leaked audio, a lot of people calling for this teacher to be fired. Uh, the Western Standard actually did a poll and 90% of its viewers think she should be fired. I mean, teachers are under a regulatory body. They have to comply with all these different things that professional standards and whatnot. Uh, do you think she should be fired or, or do you think that's a little far and she deserves maybe another type of reprimand instead? Well, I'd just like to start off by saying what a remarkable story and, and good on you for exposing this. This is the second recording we've heard in recent months of a teacher kind of going off on this woke tirade. So it really does make me think how common is this when teachers are presented with students who refuse to participate in ideologically oriented gender issues in teachings and schools? 
whether she deserves to be fired or not, I, you know, I think we should refuse to participate in cancel culture. Exposing this to me uh, is enough in a way. It is, it is a way to show that, uh, you know, reacting this way to Muslim students just expressing their religious beliefs in their own way uh, seems to be good for me. I don't think that people should necessarily call for her to be fired. That's an internal matter that will be dealt with by the school board. But in a way, this does serve as an example for other teachers to show that this is just not the appropriate way to respond uh, in this aggressive and angry way. No, I totally uh, see what you mean. And I think it is important to be mindful of this cancel culture because the left does engage in this all the time. Fire this, fire this person, cancel this person. Um, look, the Ontario College of Teachers has procedures in place to reprimand and discipline teachers when they break code and so do the school boards and you know just like we wouldn't want a conservative teacher to be unfairly fired for reasons not according to the code I think that this should be dealt with appropriately now I, I hope that they do deal with this I think for the sake of the trust of the community the community should know that there is something that is being done to to state that you know berating students for their faith is wrong but like you, I would try to be a little bit careful with, with this uh, cancel culture. Uh, now, th this story has been picked up by many prominent international outlets. Uh, even Michael Knowles brought it up on his uh, podcast, one of the most popular uh, political podcasts in the U.S. Yet the Canadian legacy media has been rather silent on this incident of anti-Muslim bigotry. Uh, what do you make of that, Cosman? Well, I'm not surprised at all. Uh, the Canadian media likes to selectively cover issues from one angle, and that angle has always been pro-gender ideology. So I think having these stories spill out to the international media is the best way to really get recognition because then it becomes impossible to ignore certain incidents and the fact that there are plenty of people, including, you know, Muslims, Christians, people of all faiths and all cultures who oppose this stuff in Canada. And that really needs to be said. Canada could be headed for another heated trade dispute with its largest trading partner should the Liberal government impose a digital services tax, warned U.S. Ambassador to Canada David Cohen. It's been nearly three years since Canada's last economic showdown with the U.S. Both countries were involved in a back-and-forth trade war over former President Donald Trump's decision to impose aluminum duties on Canadian goods. Back then, Deputy Prime Minister Christia Freeland responded with $2.7 billion in retaliatory tariffs on American goods. This time, however, the lingering trade dispute will be largely Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's own doing as his government refuses to budge on the prospect of a services tax for big tech firms like Meta, Google, and others. According to Cohen, Canada has failed to heed several warnings from U.S. Trade Representative Catherine Tai about a potential trade conflict. The tax would force companies to pay out an estimated $1 billion to the Canadian government. Canada is the outlier among other OECD partners who have put off imposing such a tax while negotiations on the OECD G20 inclusive framework take place. 
Instead, Freeland says, unless international talks set firm dates for an agreement, Canada will proceed with the digital services tax as early as 2024. So just a, a little bit of background on this, the OECD countries are currently negotiating terms to impose these sort of digital service taxes uh, across borders. But here we have Canada and a handful of other countries uh, deciding to say, you know, screw all that, we're going to barrel ahead with this anyways. And in reality, some of the partners uh, Canada has here are, are not, you know, honorable countries. Uh, they include countries like Russia and Pakistan, I'm pretty sure, uh, and a couple others. So Canada is really picking the wrong side here, it seems. And this is also part of a trend of the Trudeau government, you know, waging war on big tech companies because we've seen pushback from Ambassador Tai on Bill C-11 as well as Bill C-8, uh, which both got royal assent this year. So what do you think, Ellie, is, is their rationale for barreling ahead with this tax as other countries seem to pause their efforts? Well, it's not the first time that uh, Canada under Trudeau has uh, aligned itself with other uh, countries with, you know, that are not necessarily well liked around the world. I mean, I can think uh, Google, for example, has left Canada out of its AI chatbot, just like they left out uh, Russia and China. And Canada has similar abortion laws to China and North Korea. So here we go again. Look, the government will give the legacy media a nicely packaged talking point. But the fact is the Trudeau government is obsessed with taxes. I mean, since their election, they've introduced a carbon tax, a second carbon tax. They've hiked several taxes, including the Canada Pension Plan, the Employment Insurance Tax. They introduced an alcohol escalator tax. They've hiked income tax on some Canadians and they abolished several tax credits. So. The fact of the matter is, is that this for them is just another way to tax because they have bloated government. They've increased the public service by 40%. They have all this new spending and they need money for it. So the solution is to continue taxing, taxing, taxing. And that's what they're doing here. Right. Absolutely. It does seem like they're trying to, you know, replenish uh, the government's coffers here after they went on a huge spending spree throughout the pandemic and then you know all these incoming programs like dental care and universal child care they need money another interesting aspect of that that you mentioned is you know the legacy media cheerleading the Trudeau administration back when the trade war was going on with Trump you know they portrayed Canada as the hero fighting back against this aggressive American policy but in, in our case right now, it does seem like the uh, aggressor here is the Canadian government. So why do you think the media is so silent now? Do they serve to benefit from this digital service tax? That's a good question. Look, the fact of the matter is the media during the Trump era had something called Trump derangement syndrome. They were so obsessed with being anti-Trump I think there was something like 90 to 95% of legacy media headlines about Trump were negative. That's how bad it was. And when it comes to, to this issue here in Canada, the legacy media is liberal. They simply tend to favor the liberals. Their coverage of the liberals is a lot more friendlier. So I'm not surprised that they would take Canada's side here. And I think 
when it comes to Canada, US, one trend we are seeing in both of these things with the Canadian media is they're both taking Canada's side in this trade war, right? Even though Trudeau is the starter of the trade war, they will likely cheer Canada on against the evil US, which kind of seems to be a, a trend of the media. What I do think we may see here, though, is we'll see the American media cover this from a different angle. And I think this will be quite interesting to keep on watching. That's it for today and don't forget to check in at www.tnc.news throughout the day for all the news you need to know. And if you're able, please consider supporting independent media at donate.tnc.news. Thanks for listening and have a great day.